Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Woman's Guide podcast, where we talk about the things us divorcees are thinking, but not always talking about, as we turn our divorce into the best gift you've ever been given. And I do so with a little bit of sass and a whole lot of class. I am your host, Wendy Sterling, founder of The Divorce Rehab. I am here to support you in this transition phase of your life so you can start your new best chapter on your own terms. After all, that's what I did after my own divorce. And now it is my mission to change the conversation around divorce and help you see why your divorce, like mine, was the best gift you ever received. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic because I am here with Christy Carruthers. Hello, Christy. How are you? I am well. How are you doing? I am so great, and I am so honored to have you here today. So, guys, those of you tuning in today... I actually reached out to Christy after reading her story in Entrepreneur Magazine, and I was so incredibly inspired by her hard work, her tenacity, her mindset shifts, and her determination. And the reason why is because it it truly reminded me of where I was five years ago when I realized that my marriage was over and the foundation of my life completely came out from underneath me. And so I wanted to invite Christy here to talk to you all today to share her story and for us to also have a conversation around how for every single one of you guys listening, anything is possible with the right mind. So, Christy, let me share a little bit more with our audience about you, and then we will dive into our conversation today. Sure. So, through her company, She Corporated, Christy empowers women to create the life and business of their dreams for themselves and their families. She is passionate about helping women start and scale their businesses with tools, training, and a community to support them on their journey. And I'm really excited for you to share your story with our audience, Christy, because as I said, it is so incredibly inspiring. And as I read it, I went, oh my God, I see me in your story. So if you would, please share with our audience today how it is that you became, you know, the Christy. Carruthers that I'm looking at today and created your company, She Incorporated. Sure. Thank you. You know, I think, I think it really, it did all come to mindset in the end, but a bit of backstory. So uh, several years ago, I had a consulting company for high-end jewelry and I, it required about a week per, per month of travel. My daughter was six years old at the time. I was a solo parent, so it was tricky but doable. We managed. But when I was pregnant with my second child, I realized this was no longer going to be doable. And I had started a new company. I'd started a a promotional products company. And it was growing, but it didn't grow quickly enough. So by the time my son was born and I'd had to give up the consulting business, we, we just weren't making enough to support you know, rent and and everything else or mortgage it was at that point. So things got tough. You know, I ended up selling off basically anything we had of value, you know, their clothing, jewelry, anything anyone would buy. Basically, I got a, uh, after my son was born, he was about four weeks old. I went and started interviewing for jobs. (laughs) 
I have no idea why anyone hired me. Uh, I was, you know, four <laughs> weeks postpartum. I didn't fit in my clothes. I was like sweaty postpartum mess, but I, I did end up getting a job. I got a job in a radio station in the next town. So I started when he was six weeks old. I started working there. The daycare wouldn't take him till he was eight weeks old. So my mom stepped in and, and took care of him for a couple of weeks. And then when he was eight weeks old, I dropped him off at the daycare. Still makes me teary. It was tough, you know, this little guy, and I didn't know who they were, and but it had to be done. There was no other option. I worked at the radio station during the day, and I did the best I could. And eventually, you know, after living on credit cards for a few months, we just hit the end of the rope. So I ended up having to sell our house to pay the credit card bills, and that's really all there was left. You know, the, all the profit from the house went to pay off the bills. So we had nothing. And we're literally homeless. Uh, you know, we couldn't afford a home. I had to sell the house and I couldn't afford to rent anything. And, and the only thing at that point that kept us uh, off the streets or, or from a program was the fact that my, my parents let us camp out in their basement <laughs> for a few months mm-hmm. to get back on my feet. And, you know, the, it could have been so much worse. It could have been a, a much more difficult situation to get out of. But so we moved, I, you know, set up camp, I set up a desk in their, in their basement and, and I would work the radio station during the day and I would, you know, go back to their place in the evening. Uh, and then after the kids were in bed, I would work for a few hours, my business and keep trying to build that business. And I think that's when the mind shift happened. <clears throat> you know, I think we all have this kind of buffer zone between where we are and disaster. And it's different for everybody, you know, what's comfortable, right? Some people it's $1,000, some people it's $10,000, some people it's whatever it is. And I think that's when my mind shift happened. And I said, you know what, this, this can never happen again. You know, this, this, this is not acceptable. So I, I reset what was acceptable for myself and my life and my kids and, and what that buffer zone needed to be. So if that ever happened again, you know, you ever had that unexpected situation or an illness or something that, that knocks you out of where you're comfortable. I wanted to be able to fall forever before we ever hit that disaster zone again. So, yeah. So I reset my, my, my goals and, and, you know, what was acceptable, what was possible in my mind and I did my first vision board. I'd never done one before. <laughs> but yeah. I was, they're powerful, aren't they? Uh, they're incredible. Honestly, I did it to make myself feel better. I, you know, I just, I needed to have some kind of vision. And so it was, it was fairly modest. You know, it was just a home, any home, any rent, rental that, you know, we could call our own and a garden. I could, you know, grow veggies in and a kitchen to cook with the kids and that sort of thing. And, and about six months later, we, we actually moved in to, a place of our own. It was not nice. <laughs> it was yours. <laughs> it was ours. It was in the worst part yeah. of town, but it was, you know, somewhere we could call home. And, and, and after a couple more months, I realized I'd actually crossed everything off on the vision board. So I did a new one with a nicer house and a new car. And the, probably the most audacious thing on that was private school for my daughter. Cause this, the, the district that we were in, in this house being the worst neighborhood was also the worst school district. Within about a year and a half, We'd moved into a new house. We'd got the car. My daughter was in the school. And, you know, we'd, I'd really crossed off the list on most of those things on that second vision board. So, you know, I think one of the things that that holds a lot of us back, a lot of women back, is fear of failure. And I think what I learned from that experience is that, you know, we hear a lot people say, you know, you don't fail until you quit, right? You don't, you don't fail until right. you give up. 
And I think if you flip that and you look at your goal, my goal at the time, my, that company was actually a franchise and, and they have a, a million dollar club. And that's really success in that, in that particular company is when you hit that million dollar club. So that was my goal. And I had set the goal to do it within a year. Now, that was a pretty you know optimistic goal. I didn't do it within a year, but, but I also didn't give up. So if you look at that goal and you say, all right, well, I want to do a million dollars by the end of next year. And you don't make that million dollars. What are you going to do? Are, are you going to you're going to quit? No, of course you're not. You're going to keep going. So there's there's no reason to fear that failure because your failure, your your success is guaranteed as long as you don't give up, right? As long as you keep moving towards that goal. So I think that was really the mindset shift for me. Is it doesn't matter what the goal is, as long as the goal is powered by me and not by external forces, I am absolutely guaranteed success because. I'm not giving up until I get there. I may not get there this year or next year, but I'll get there. And I think yeah. that's the same for any goal, financial or otherwise. Yeah. And, and what I love, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing, sharing all of that with the audience today. And, you know, what I'm also hearing that I think a lot of times we lose sight of as well is that, you know, sure, we all want to go from A to Z and we want to do it as quickly as possible, right? And what I love about your story was that you also set very realistic goals for yourself along the way, right? So you guys heard Christy say, you know, she had one one version of her vision board, realized she checked that off her list and then she kept going, right? So it's not that there's this ceiling that you hit and you're done. It's a continuous process of breaking through what that next ceiling is. Mm -hmm. And what I would love for you to speak to a little bit more is you know, how did you pick yourself up, you know, out of the basement, literally to get yourself, you know, knowing the feelings that you're having? Because I know so many of the women listening today, too, are, you know, they're, they can't get out of their own way. They, you know, their minds are telling them it's not possible for them. So what was really, um, what was that catalyst that shifted your mind to say, like, you, like, this is going to happen for me? I think any other outcome was unacceptable. You know, I think that's what it really came down to. And I think with any situation, you have to look at what you're willing to accept for yourself, you know, for your future, for your family, for whatever, whatever it happens to be. Um, and I was not willing to let those kids down. You know, I was not willing to live that life. Um, and, you know, I, I'd always been a hard worker. You know, I, you know, even in my 20s, it was three or four jobs always at a time. Um, but it, it wasn't so much about the, the time and the effort I was willing to put in. It was about just resetting what was acceptable for me. What, what, what am I, what do I want for my life and what am I willing to go for or go without? Um, I think that was really the key. Yeah. Well, and I think that so many of us set, um, you know, I love that you're using the words like, you know, accepting that that wasn't an option for you. You know, I, I've talked about this before is that, you know, there was a time where I, you know, I completely doubted being able to leave corporate and to start my own business. And, you know, and I remember having a conversation um, with someone where I, I had said, you know, oh my God, what am I doing? Am I crazy? You know, I still need to keep a roof over these kids' heads. Like, you know, my alimony and child support isn't going to afford my life. Like, how am I going to do this? And I remember having a conversation with someone where they said, you know, Wendy, when have you ever, name one time where you have ever 
you know, bet on yourself and you haven't exceeded your goals, that you haven't exceeded your expectations. And I think that especially with divorce, you know, you feel so you feel like a failure, right? So you think that the one thing that most of us identify the most with, right, as mom um, or even as wife, that you feel like you failed. Um, You know, you talked about, uh, you know, your both of your kids and crying and having to take them to childcare. You know, I'm sure you also had failure running in your mind outside of just like failure, you know, maybe a financial stability, but also as mom and all these other roles. Absolutely. Um, so how did that translate? Like, how did the, uh, the, like your inner dialogue, your inner critics, your inner negative voices, how did you transition those to your roles as mom and, and, you know, daughter and all these other areas of your life as you were creating something new for yourself? Yeah, I, I th- and I, th- you know, I think that fear of, uh, yeah, you really need to reset your vision for where you want to go, you know, and, and I think it's the same with divorce, right? You, you, you had a vision for your future, you had a plan, and right. that plan is now changed, right? Um, which I think is, is scary, um, as with any change. Uh, you know, I, you, you have to make some sacrifices at the beginning. I think, you know, you, you can't be all things at all times. Um, but I think it's really key to choose the items that will make the biggest change. You know, what, what are those one or two things that you can focus on? Because you can't, you know, at that time, I couldn't be the best mom and build the future. I, I couldn't do all the things. There's only so many hours in a day. Um, but you, you choose the one or two things that if you achieve that will have the, the ripple effect that will have that trickle down and it will solve most of the other things, right? So for me, it was hitting that level of financial success would give me more time, you know, with the kids would, would solve a lot of other problems along the way. And I think regardless of what the situation is, if you can choose those one or two big things to focus on that will give you the the most impact, um, that's really the way forward. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you saying that because I hear so often that people are like, I just want balance. You know, I want to be everything to everybody. Isn't it? It I'm like, it's a unicorn. It's, it's a magical unicorn with pink sparkles and, you know, rainbows, Um, you know, and, and I, and I, I'm not trying to joke, but I am also kind of letting people know, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the truth bomb queen. Like, balance, the way that I describe balance is it's like, it's a teeter totter, right? So it's not that you're constantly straight all the time. You are literally going like this, you know, and those of you listening, I'm tilting my body back and forth. Like you're literally going up and down on each side all the time. And to me, that is balance, right? Is giving your all when it needs it at that time. And then you get to shift and whoop, here we go. We're going to the other side, you know, and, and I appreciate you saying that because balance does not mean you're everything to everybody at all moments of the day. Balance means that sometimes you have to make some really hard choices that will balance out in the end, right? Like one day it will all get there. But in that particular given moment, there are sacrifices that have to be made. And, you know, and, and I believe at the end of the day, as long as your kids know that they love you, that you, that you create safety and security for them, as long as they feel safe and secure, right. And there's some consistency for them, they will thrive. And sometimes that means that mom can't be home all the time. 
Yeah. And I think there's this, this perception that the balance means equal, right? It means Correct. equal time on work, equal time on family. And I don't think that's balance. I think balance is finding what that, that strategy is, what that, um, that percentage is that creates, you know, harmony and fulfillment and, you know, peace for yourself. And you're right. It was going to, it's going to shift. It's never going to be, it's never going to be stable, but it may never be equal either. It's, it's just finding that harmony for yourself and your situation. Yeah. I love that. I love that you use that word harmony. That's really resonant with me, you know, and, and what also comes up for me around this too, that, you know, I hope people are listening is that, you know, we, we, I think we live in a society where instant gratification and is granted because of our phones and social media and all these things, right? And so many times we don't have, I believe that we don't have the patience that we once used to um, because it's like, well, I want it now. If it's not happening now, if it's not happening now, like you guys heard Christy say, like one of her vision boards, it took her a year and a half to get there, right? So what I always say is that, um, and what I think you, you used as a beautiful example is that you had your vision right? So every, you knew where you were headed. You knew that you would create that. So everything you did was in, you know, the mindset of having achieved that goal already. I'm using quotation marks. And so, so talk a little bit about how that vision board, right? Having that vision of what is ahead of you keeps you in that forward momentum and, and helped you with your mindset. Yeah. Well, you know, I, there's, there's some great books on this too. And, and the, the way that the mind works and, and, and why vision boards, why vision boards work. Uh, Jack Canfield is a, is a great one. Success uh, secrets. Um, love his stuff. And he explains the whole, um, you know, mental scientific aspect of it. But, um, you know, I, I, I like having that vision reminds you constantly and you've got to have it out somewhere where you can see it but it reminds you of what's possible and what you're working toward I mean that's at the most basic level um and you know I just heard something the other day which I thought was really fantastic um from Mel Robbins which was that not only do you want to envision the future and have that beautiful kind of end game on your wall and I think this is this would have been helpful to me at the time and would certainly be helpful to people doing it now you also want to you also want to envision the work that's going to get you there and the work that you're going to do when you get there. You want to envision the tough stuff as well. So, you know, if my goal was the million dollars in the business, then, you know, what, what is that going to, what's the hard work that goes along with that? So that when you hit those, those tough spots toward getting to your goal, you're prepared for them. You've envisioned it. You've, you've worked through it already in your head, um, which, which I thought was a really fantastic kind of addition to the, the general vision board and, and mindset aspect. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, from what you, what you just described and there are you guys, there's so many great books out there. Um, you know, all of us have done this with guidance, right? We've all, you know, nothing, the way that us being where we are today didn't come to us easily, right? Is, is the lesson in this is that there are strategies, there are ways, but at the end of the day, what is truly most important is having that vision. You know, I get on the phone with, with a lot of 
women where, you know, one of my questions is, it's like, what is, what is the life that you really want to have? And every single one of them goes, I have no idea because, you know, yeah, as little girls, we had great imaginations, but then as we get older, you know, we just start getting into, you know, the day to day and it's like checking stuff off of our list. And we kind of forget what dreaming gets to look like. Um, how did you, how did you get yourself to a place where, you know, you, you allowed yourself to dream and to dream big? I think it was a process. You know, I was so timid with that first board. It was, it was really small, small goals. Um, and, and I think it's, it's been a process as I've, as I've reached each goal. Um, it's given me a little bit of an expansion and a little more of an expansion to kind of trust in myself that I can do whatever it is that I put on there. Now that I've gotten to the point where my dreams are huge and, and I'm not scared of them because I know I'm not giving up. So I'll get there eventually. If it takes 20 years, it takes 20 years, but I'll get there. I will succeed. And I I really strongly believe that as long as you have that end game, as long as you have that vision, Mm -hmm. as long as you're heading in that direction, even if they're tiny little steps, teeny tiny steps, as long as they're headed in the right direction, you're going to get there. Yeah. So that's that's one of the other you know really powerful things about the vision board is that as, as soon as you decided where it is you're headed, just keep going in that direction. You know, every day, tiny steps, you'll get there. A hundred percent. And I know that there's women out there going, well, now is not the right time. It's never the uh, right time. It's never the right time, right? <laughs> also it, a mythical creature. A total mythical creature. You know, and, and I, I don't know if this analogy lands with you, but I've used this before where I'm like, were you really ready to have a child? Because I sure as hell wasn't ready to have a kid. It was like, well, we should probably get on the bandwagon. Like we're the last to have kids. We should probably have some kids so that our, our you know, our kids grow up and have friends, you know, with our friends. And, you know, it was one of those things. And I always say, well, you're pregnant for nine months for a reason you know, to get yourself yeah. in that place. So what would you say, what would you say to somebody who's literally say to themselves right now, well, now is not the right time for me to make this transition or now is not the right time. Or, you know, they're going through that, that inner dialogue. It was just that it really is never the right time. And I think, you know, it doesn't need to be whatever it is that you're doing. I mean, specifically from my perspective, you know, from a business standpoint, it, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be good enough, right? So, you know, get it good enough and then get it going. So as soon as you're at the stage where you can, you can see that it's possible to move it forward, move it forward, yeah. you know, because the right time is just, it's always going to be a month away or a year away, or, you know, we procrastinate where there's so many reasons, you know, lack of confidence, lack of support, yeah. you know, there's always going to be great reasons not to do it, but you've got right. you know better reasons to do it. So yeah. move it forward. Well, and, and what I'm hearing you say is that action breeds more action, right? Yeah. It's just that the definition or like the vision of what that action looks like looks different each step. You know, I, I was talking with a client earlier today and, you know, she was, she was going through one of the exercises that they're working on this week. And, you know, she kept saying like, I just, I couldn't do it this way. I couldn't do it this way. And I just said to her, I said, well, who said it has to look that way? I didn't say it had to look that way. Right. We tell ourselves these stories that it has to look a certain way and it doesn't. What's important is that you take that first step Yes. Because with, without that step, where, what are you doing? You're, you're stuck. You're immobile. And I think once you, once you start moving forward, 
everything's going to shift and evolve. You know, it's not going to work the way you thought it was going to work. It's, you're not going to get the reaction you thought you were going to get, whatever it happens to be. But once you start moving it forward, you're not going to know that until you start moving forward. So once you start moving forward, then you can reevaluate, you can adjust. You're going to find out that all of those things you thought you needed to do before you could start aren't even necessary, you know, so just start moving forward. Yeah. And, and part of that dialogue too, is that like, well, I have to know this to be able to do this. And I have to know that to be able to do that. Right. Let, let's, should we open the curtain to everyone and, and tell them what it really looks like? <laughs> but, you never know. <laughs> yeah. You don't always have it figured out. Right. We don't know. Right. I tell people they're like, well, I have to have all this laid out. I'm like, no, you don't. You just need to say that, you know, you've got this or that you want to do this and then you do it. You don't have to have everything figured out already. And, and then right? once you, once you think, you know, all the things you thought you needed to know, you find out there's a whole bunch of other things <laughs> exactly. to know that nobody told you about. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. And it's, and it's a lear- like, I love what you just said too, because it really is, it's a learning process. You didn't know everything. I sure as hell didn't know everything. I was literally building my company going, okay, uh, I should talk to somebody and ask like, is this the, is, am I doing this right? Because I'm doing it. It's like, you know, there's a line in a movie. It's like, I'm flying blind, man. I'm flying blind. Like sometimes you have to, and you figure it out after the fact. Right. And and that's, that's actually what really led me to starting. She corporated in the end. Cause after I started all of those businesses and I guess we all do the university of Google, right. It's like Google, how do I, (laughs) how do I register a business and how do I do a marketing plan? And I thought, you know, exactly. This is ridiculous. Like (laughs) millions of people have started businesses before us. And well, after, why are we starting from scratch every single time? So that's actually why I started the company. I was like, this, we just need to get this all in one place to give women the confidence to, you know, do what they need to do to take simple steps. It's all laid out because University of Google is, I'm telling you, (laughs) you can get lost. It's like too much information is sometimes really bad for you. Well, and is it good Um, information? That's all right. hundred percent. Yes. Is it? Yeah. And, and I'm glad we kind of segued into this because I do want you to share about your business and your company, because, you know, speaking as a fellow entrepreneur and somebody who had no idea what she was doing as she was building her business business. You know, I built businesses within companies, but I didn't have to worry about anything. I just went and got the money and I brought it in. (laughs) And now I'm like, wait, I also have to build the infrastructure. And I know that especially women going through divorce, the financial aspect is so incredibly intimidating in that arena, let alone the thought of like, holy crap, how do I even start a business? Like I couldn't even handle, you know, reading my tax return and knowing what was what there. So talk a little bit about um, how it is that you help women and to start and uh, and also scale their their business. Sure. Yeah. Well. So you know, like I was saying with the, the businesses before, I, I after that first couple of businesses, I started several after that, and I just found it was such a process to get the information and and to start from scratch every time. And I think for women specifically you know, there's a lot of barriers to starting their own businesses. Some of them are internal, some of them are external. I think, you know, most women struggle with confidence aspect. You know, we tend to um, play it safe, play it small. Mm -hmm. Um, Very few women hit a million dollars in their business. Very few women go over a hundred thousand dollars in their business. A lot of women start businesses, uh, in fact, more than men, um, but very few actually grow them to, to any great size. We just, we just tend to kind of play it a bit safer. 
Um, you know, there's support issues, you know, like it or not, generally we are in charge of the kids, in charge of the house, et cetera. Um, so, you know, there's, there's less time in a day. Um, and I think even if you have the confidence and you have the support, then there's issues getting financing. You know, I, I don't know the exact percentages, but I know, you know, women account for, I think it's two to 5% of all, um, venture capital investments. So 95% of that funding goes to men. So, so there's all sorts of issues um, with women starting business, but for the confidence one specifically, you know, that's what I wanted to tackle. Um, I wanted to lay out a framework where any woman that wanted to start her own business would have the confidence that she wasn't missing steps. You know, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what questions to ask when you've never done it before. So we worry that we're we're going to miss an important step or we're not going to set it up properly or we're not, you know, doing it right. So we literally took right from the idea stage to validating the idea, to registering the business, to launching the business, and then to the growth as well step by step so that, you know, you can go through, just follow the steps and it doesn't matter what kind of business it is. They're the same basic steps, the same basic, you know, the marketing plan, um, setting up your social media, all of the things that we all need when we start a business. And then you can have the confidence that you have a solid base for growth as well. Because I really think that, you know, the entrepreneurship is really a path to freedom. Um, and that's, that's our Amen. mission. Yeah. That's our mission. It's, it's creating freedom through success and entrepreneurship. You know, it, it reduces um, dependence on, on anything else. If you've got your own successful business, you make the rules, you, you write your ticket, you, you decide how you live your life. And for some women, that's just a matter of being able to live their dreams. And for other women that can get them out of terrible situations. So whatever that freedom looks like for, for you, that's what we're trying to help you achieve. So that's the goal. Love it. I love it. What would you say to somebody right now? Who's thinking to themselves, God, I, I wish I could do this right? I'm not the right, you know, Oh, I I don't know that I could do this. What would you say to them? That that you anybody can, you know, and that's as long as you're willing to keep going, you know, keep heading in the right direction, your journey is your journey. So it may take you a couple of years to get from start to finish. You may, you know, do it in a couple of months, who knows? Um, But if it's your dream and it's worth working towards, then you absolutely can do it. Yeah. Yeah. As we're closing up our conversation today, um, what is one piece of advice you would have given yourself before all of this happened? What's something that you know now that you wish you could tell your younger self? Oh, that's a great question. Um, You know, I I think it would have been what I learned along the process, which was just to, to set the goal and work toward it and accept nothing less. in all areas, not even, you know, not just business success, but really to set the goal and decide what's acceptable and just keep moving towards that. You know, you don't stop when you hit a stage that's, you know, okay and comfortable. That's the goal. That's where I'm going. And I don't stop between here and there. So powerful, Christy. So incredibly powerful. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really, I truly admire everything that you've done. I, I can only imagine, um, you know, how proud your kids are of you too. And, you know, having been witness to the growth that you've had, um, thank you for being my guest today. 
Thanks for having me. It was a lot of, of fun. Course. And you guys, Christy, I also would love for you to share with everybody, how can they find you? How can they get more information about She Incorporated? And I know you also have um, a free gift for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, really the hub for everything is just shecorporated.com. And we've got links there to, we do a free five-day uh, business kickstart bootcamp. We do it uh, a few times a year. So we always have a running list. Um, it's free five days um, with, with me and with other coaches and with other people in the community. Um, so you can sign up for that at the site. We've got a community that you can join of, of other women in exactly the same situation starting out um, where we get to support each other. And that's on shecorporated.com. And then we've got a ton of free downloads. Actually, there's about five different um, really great templates and uh, you know, there's marketing plan template there and there's a vision board kit, which I think after the episode today would be um, a great thing to go download. It's got all of the, the words and the pictures and the instructions on how to do it. And that's all downloadable for free on the site on shecorporated.com. That's awesome. I'm going to go check that out myself. I always love, I love vision boarding. I do it at the start of every year myself. So what a great resource to have something like a kit done for you. That's really, really wonderful. Christy, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, of course. And everybody tuning in. Oh my goodness. What an amazing episode. You guys know that I strive every single week to provide you guys with information that is going to help you navigate your process wherever it is that you guys are in your healing and recovery path. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you all tons of love, light, and joy as always. Mwah. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this episode with someone you know or spread the word on social media. This is how I reach more divorcees around the world and provide them with the support they need to create their next best life. And I would also love to continue the conversation with you. So please friend me on Facebook, join my private Facebook group, The Divorce Rehab, and follow me on Instagram at Divorce Rehab with Wendy. I'll see you next time. 